Blog Talk Radio. Oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> okay. All right. Y'all, it's your girl D. Scott. Today is Tell the Truth Tuesday, December twenty second, two thousand and fifteen. <clears throat> so I didn't do Manic Monday yesterday, and I think that was the first time in a long time we've been pretty consistent. We're almost a hundred episodes in, and uh, mm, I woke up yesterday in pain, just exhausted. My face hurt, my teeth hurt, everything hurt. So I couldn't, I couldn't go on air. I didn't have anything researched or anything that I wanted to talk about. I just wanted to sleep. And so <clears throat> tonight's show is I'm motherfucking tired. And uh, it's just because a lot of people, you know, it was funny because I always get um, taunted on this one page. It has to do with um, narcissistic people and uh, sociopaths and psychopaths, which, you know, I disclaimer my mental illness up front all the time. And so I get a little agitated whenever I listen to this show and or not listen to the show. I, I look at some of the things that are being posted and everyone is always a victim. Everyone is always like, Yeah, um, this person did this to me and you know, this, this and this and then I think to myself, you know, if it's after one time, okay, then you were a victim. One time you were a victim. Anything after one time you were a volunteer. I don't give a fuck what he did to your head or what she did or, you know, whatever. Anything after one time, I'm not saying is your fault, but you have to accept responsibility. So, you know, I always go on there, and I'm always very clear that I'm a nutcase, and they're always like, well, how could you do this to people? And I'm like, when someone is trying to leave you the fuck alone, you should not take that as someone is abandoning you. You should take that as perhaps maybe that is the Jesus, God, Yeshua, whatever you believe in's way of saying this person is getting ready to really hurt me and fuck my life up, and she wants to go, so I'm going to let her go. So every time I try to stop talking to somebody, and this just happened quite recently, where I was like, hey, listen, I don't like you. You don't like me. Let's just stop and leave me alone. He's like, nah, we're not done and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm going to hurt you, okay? Men get their egos hurt. Women get their feelings hurt. I don't have very much feelings. So, like, the two little feelings that I have, like anger and wrath, if you piss me off, then those will come out. But that's still an emotional exchange. So I get a lot of flack 
because people think that, you know, people that have mental illness are these monsters. And there's a movie that's getting ready to come out with Will Smith, and it's talking about the concussion theory. And what a lot of people don't understand is that when you have had blunt force head trauma, right, it affects certain parts of the brain, which also show up as sociopathic and psychopathic tendencies. So it's not just a concussion issue. So if you have a woman that's been, you know, has battered woman syndrome, what I call it, where she's being beat up all the time and things like that, that brain, you know, your your brain being smacked up against a refrigerator and floors and being punched in the face and shit like that, that fucks you up, just not on a mental level, but on a real physiological level. So when people talk about psychopaths and sociopaths and how we're just this and we're just that, did, did you ever motherfucking stop to think that we didn't we didn't just, you know, wake up one day and be like, hey, I'm a monster, rawr. That's not what happens. There's a series of motherfucking events. So I posted photos from about seven or eight years ago when I got stabbed in the face by some girl that I didn't know in case of mistaken identity, and then got jumped, which is okay, whatever, because she got, she got it, she got beat, and then she got a felony, I didn't, you know, and then I sued everybody. So, you know, it, when you're in a situation where you're out with your cute girlfriends and you got your cute outfit on and someone just attacks you for no reason, yeah, that might make you crazy, but what people don't understand is that I was crazy long before that, way, way long before that. And if you read my first book, Stay in Your Lane, A Diary of a Hot Mess, available on Amazon and Kindle, then you will understand that this shit started with me when I was probably about 10 or 11 years old, you know, the post-traumatic stress disorder and things of such. So when people automatically judge. And just because I'm not out, you know, wearing like my, my mental illness across my T-shirt or across my chest and not out rallying and things like that, because I am a mother, I have other shit I need to do. Um, and I work and I have businesses. And so this young lady came on a post not that long ago, and we were talking about Project Semicolon, which I spoke to you guys about a month or two ago when someone used that symbol, the semicolon, in the wrong uh, aspect. She used it and says, this just means my story's not over. No, bitch. It means that the story's not over for someone that perhaps contemplated suicide or is a family member of someone that had committed suicide due to a mental health or a drug addiction or something like that. You guys got to stop reposting shit and you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You look like a fucking idiot and a fool and it pisses me off because then I got a crip walk on your fucking page and tell you that that's not what the fuck it means. So, Project Semicolon, you know, I, I, you know, was trying to do some work with them, and I told people, if you share your story, I'll share mine. And, I, you know, because I want to take the stigma out of the African-American community and the minority community and stop thinking that if we just go to church that we could just wish away all these fucking problems. So I'm going to share a little bit of what the fuck's been going on with me. So currently, I'm in a turquoise fleece um, long sleeve Laura Ingalls nightgown that belonged to my mother, who has been deceased now going on three years. And I'm wearing it because that's what the fuck I felt like wearing today. I just woke up, um, literally just got out of bed at like 5.57 p.m. I went to bed at about 8 o'clock this morning. That was after answering emails and doing, you know, purchases and doing shipment and doing everything I needed to do. And um, that's that's my life in a nutshell. I went from being able to get out of bed around noon, because sometimes I work till 8 in the morning, 9 in the morning, I'm a vampire, I'm a night owl, to then it was 3 o'clock, you know, now it's dark out by the time I get out of bed. 
And that's okay because in my mind, I'm still functioning. I'm still making money. I'm still doing what I need to do. I'm still working. I'm still being a mom. I'm still cooking dinner every day. I'm still doing everything I need to do. I just can't get the fuck up out of the bed, okay? And so I've been wearing this fleece nightgown for days and days and days. Yes, I wash it, but I don't, I don't know why. I've just been wearing it. Mm. I decided um, ever since my mom passed, I have not touched an ornament to put on the Christmas tree. Because Christmas was real huge in our family. If you're following me on Facebook, which only friends and family do, um, you'll see how our Christmases went down in my mother's house. You know, we always had a little Christmas concert. We were always singing. We were always dancing. The entire house, there's fucking tinsel and garland and goddamn ornaments everywhere. Even when I lived in Florida, I was like a super Christmas freak. I had three Christmas trees, one for me, one for my son, one for his dad. You know, we had three Christmas trees throughout the house. That's just what the fuck we did. Wreaths. I mean, I would go shopping the day after Christmas and buy up everything that was on sale. I had sugar plum fairies all over the fucking place. We were Christmas freaks, fanatics. This year, the Christmas wrapping paper was black (laughs) because I didn't feel like it. I didn't go out and get my normal wire ribbons like I normally do. I didn't. I wasn't as thoughtful this year as I normally am because mm. I don't give a fuck and because Christmas has not been the same. And now, you know, my stepdad's sister and their family, they'll be in Atlanta celebrating this year. So the Christmas concert that you see on the Internet will not happen this year because it's just like me, my son, my stepdad. So this year I'm not cooking a turkey. They usually cook a ham. We don't eat. Um, pork, but <clears throat> they're cooking, so we're not we're not doing that this year. So this year we're just going to do paella, which is a Spanish you know rice with the mussels, the clams, the um, lobster, the sausage, all that stuff. So we're just going to do that and probably like a pot roast and some drinks, and that's just that's going to be our uh, Christmas dinner. And because I have you know it, there's still work to do seven days a week, you know coming into the new year. And my new saying now is new levels, new devils. And so right now for me being stagnant, which is what I consider myself being, not because I'm sleeping all day and not because of any other reason, but because I have not moved forward because there's a little bit of a fear there, you know, and some people really do fear success that much that they'll sabotage it. Me, I don't. I fear failing. You know, I feel, I fear, you know what I'm saying, getting out there and doing something and not being able to you know, own something for five years, you know, so I have renovations on my parents' house that need to get started because that's my gift to my stepdad for, you know, always being there and for helping out with my son and, you know, so I don't have to worry about a sitter whether I'm in town or not. Then I have renovations on my house that need to get done because, and you'll see that on my Instagram once we go ahead and we finish with all the the paperwork, you'll see um, the Renovation Nation situation that we're doing, tagging HGTV and all that other stuff to help um, rebuild this area in Niagara Falls, New York, on the American side. And if you're not following me on Instagram, make sure you do, at miss.d.scott. And my hashtags are zero F-U-X, zero fucks nation, all that good stuff. And if you're not following me on Twitter, make sure you follow me on Twitter at DMSST93. And so what happens is is that I feel like um, – I feel like my level of depression is a little bit different than other people's because when I'm depressed, I don't allow myself time alone. 
I really don't. Like, I will work myself to the bone. And it's to the point where, like, now I'm getting, like, a sore throat. Now, I'm, <clears throat> you know, I, I got a toothache. I'm not eating properly because if you get up at 6 o'clock at night, you miss, like, two meals for the day. And I'm not sleeping. It's not like I'm sleeping the entire time. I'm awake, you know, and then I'll go back to sleep. And then I'm awake, and then I go back to sleep. So I take naps all day long. But now it's increasingly become more difficult for me to get out of bed before 6 p.m. And that's just that's my truth. And my other truth is that, I'm very fortunate and grateful that people don't fuck with me, that people just don't bother me to just, like, let her go through her process. And it was funny because I was telling Kendra, my best friend, and she's like, you know, Negro, you do this every year. You know, since my mom passed, she's like, you do this every year. You're really not in despair. And you kind of just want Christmas to get over with, you know what I mean, because it's really just not the same. And so in keeping up with that tradition, my son, I had no idea, could sing, was in his school recital, and he's in there looking like Malcolm X. Like he's about to deliver bean pies when he's done because he's very obsessed with bow ties and dressing fancy like a grown man, but he's only 11. Mm. So that put me in the Christmas spirit a little bit. And so yesterday, you know, I'm going to tell you what happened, which is when I really knew that, like, I really gave zero fucks about shit and things had to change. I'm so vindictive and shallow that I will wait 10 years to exact revenge on somebody if you ever did me dirty, me, my family, anybody. I don't give a fuck. And like Cardi B said on Love and Hip Hop, which love the show, I can't wait. Um, and, and she is the epitome of, like, the little people that live on the inside of my head. There's a couple people that live on the inside of my head, but she's one of them. Because Cardi B, when she met the girlfriend or whoever was, she was like, well, I'm going to tell you straight up. Because she was looking at him like, oh, you being funny? Okay. Well, you know what? I used to mess with him, and I'm still messing with him. And that's how you do it. You don't just sit up there and be smiling up in motherfuckers' faces. That's how you get beat up and shit. No, I was still fucking with him. I don't know what he was doing with you, but whatever. So back on topic, um, yesterday I'm out and about trying to finish up some Christmas shop, and I had to return some items because I was, you know, buying shit I had no business buying and I had to return it because I knew that my son wasn't gonna wasn't gonna utilize it so I'm like I'm fucking being stupid so I take this shit back I'm walking around the mall I'm trying on hats because I haven't been able to go to Brim's Official which is a hat store that does like custom hats up in Toronto and our exchange rate is amazing right now it's damn near 30 percent so I was like, well, I just need a little hat because I've been wearing my hair straight and it's like down to my, damn near down to my waist. And it's just, it's very annoying when it starts this little spitting that it's been doing from the atmosphere. It's not snow, it's not rain, it's just wetness. And then the minute that wetness touches my hair, it's over. It starts curling back up again. So we've gone jet black, all that good stuff. So I'm trying on a hat. I set my phone on the shelf. Out of nowhere, my cell phone flies off the shelf falls on the floor and cracks open the whole screen has a spider web crack on it now mind you i've had my phone again going on three years it was time it was an android and i wanted a um i want an iphone this year but whatever so i was just getting ready to because my people works at you know one of my peeps works at uh, t-mobile so i was like yeah i'm gonna come in there i'm gonna get a tablet i gotta get this i gotta get that because for business so the phone breaks. This is the first time I've ever seen the inside of my phone in years. Okay, never. I never seen it. I never even knew it had a battery in it. I didn't know. So I pick the phone up. I go to start swiping, and the whole screen is black. So they were like, well, for us to fix this, it, $200. I'm like, fuck that. I can go buy a new phone. And it's funny because in that moment, I realized that none of my photos were going to be able to be retrieved. None of my text messages, snapshots, I have over 8,000 pictures in there. None of it was going to be retrieved. And that's one of the reasons why I always hashtag live out loud because there are certain things that are very personal to me, but I didn't give a fuck about any of those moments being lost in that phone. 
I have no phone numbers right now. There's like three phone numbers in my phone. And it's funny because my Aunt Joyce called me today out the blue, my crazy Aunt Joyce, the one that lives in New York in a high-rise apartment. That's, you know, she's that, that's my girl. She still wears furs and leather, and she's like 70 years old. So um, if you don't call me, then I don't have your number. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to go on Facebook or anything and be like, oh, my God, call me. You know what I'm saying? I don't have your number. Now I want to see how long it's going to take for you to reach out to me because I have no numbers. And there was a sort of peace about the fact that I don't have old boy in Florida's number anymore. A certain peace about the fact that I don't have anybody that's hurt me phone number in my phone anymore. There was a certain peace about the fact that the 1200 over 1,200 snapshots from someone particular that I would go back over and torture myself looking at, there was a piece at the fact that I can't retrieve them readily right now. Are they safe somewhere else? Of course they are. But in that moment, can I go back and reflect on it and continue to piss myself off? No. You know, there is peace in the fact that some of the snapshots that I steal off some of my ex's pages just to make sure they're doing bad so that I can laugh about it. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're all gone. You know what I mean? And there was a piece in that. And the funny thing is the only phone number that I remembered is my mother's phone number, Kendra's phone number, and that was it. And obviously 911. So if you didn't call me, then I don't have your number. So two of my my peoples called me, and um, one of them I was supposed to hang out with yesterday. He had just flew in from uh, D.C. We didn't end up making it out. So I called, you know, my, my other, my, my people texted me, and I was like, look, I need a hug. And he said, it was about 1230 at night. And he said, all right, where are you at? He was like, I'll, you know, I'll come give you a hug. And that's what the fuck I'm talking about. So there was a certain peace at the fact that, you know, and we went, he sat, he played pool, you know what I'm saying? We had, you know, a couple of drinks or whatever. And, um, you know, we went on about our merry way. But I got my hug, and I felt a little bit better. And he's something nice to look at, too, real nice looking. So that's always nice. But like I said before, it's before the holidays. And so I'm the person that's trying to hold everything together, but yet I'm falling apart. You know, I haven't been to the gym in like two months. And unlike some people, I lose weight when I don't go to the gym. So that muscle mass, my little legs, my little butt that I just got, literally meaning I worked on it, I did not get booty implants, um, all starts to disintegrate in what we call atrophy. The muscle starts to atrophy. And then I go back to being skinny Denise wearing a size 3, 4 as opposed to a, you know, six, seven, or a seven, eight, which I feel more comfortable being a little bit thicker, but as a runner, them legs are going, you know, so I haven't been in the gym in like two months because I just, I can't get it together. It doesn't fit in the schedule. When you work in six and seven day weeks trying to build an empire, you know what I mean? Mm. My relationships already suffer. I don't have interpersonal relationships with people. And let me, let me get on this. So I have a follower, and it's funny because I was telling my beloved because he's not in a, a situation where he could just be out and about doing what the fuck he want to do either. You know what I mean? We have to be careful, and we have to pick and choose places where we go and just chill because, like, if we're going to be free. And one of the things that comes along with dating me is a sense of freedom or comes along with hanging out with me is a sense of freedom. I do whatever the fuck I want to do. If I want to jump in the pool or in a fountain in the middle of the day in this winter time, then that's what the fuck I'm going to do. So I think that people, as we get older, we forget to live a little bit, which is why I'm always like, live out loud. I live out loud. And so, you know, there's a certain freedom in dealing with people like me because when I'm not working, I want to be free. You know what I mean? I don't want to be confined to talk about anything that happened at work or confined to talk about business. You know, and, and those things are great. And I love to talk to a man or a woman about business. But when I'm trying to have fun and just trying to chill, that's what I'm trying to do, which is why I have the friendships that I have. So I um, 
I always develop a certain language with my beloved. So any man that I ever deal with, we have very certain things that him and I talk about. And this has been going on since I'm 19 years old. So this is, you know, a longstanding thing. So like, for example, probably about six months ago, one of my exes called the show, and he said something very indicative of conversations that we've had before. So right away I knew it was him. I wished him well, told him congratulations on his new baby, and appreciated him calling. And so what a lot of people don't understand is that I never treat men like they're all the same. You know, um, I never do that because not all men are the same. They're not, just like not all women are the same. So I don't run game on this one and then at, at each the way I treat each man is indicative of how I feel about that person and what they deserve and how they treat me. So um, recently I had someone that started following me and commented out of the blue on a, um, on a photo. And I hope he's listening because I actually tagged him uh, on Instagram today just because I want to be clear, just in case. So when you talk to me, people don't understand that. when you Because I'm a writer, when you write, right, you write in almost the identical way that you speak. So there's certain times that I could write something and people will tag me in it and be like, didn't you write this? And I'm like, yeah, I actually did. And they've turned it into a meme. Just like today, the shade room came out with something about the Burger King crown. And if y'all are on my Facebook page or y'all are on my Instagram, y'all know that I posted that yesterday. You understand what I'm saying? Saying talking about the Miss Universe pageant. I was like, I don't give a fuck. They better give her a Burger King crown or some shit. You won't gonna take no crown off my head at any time. Even the invisible crown I have, you're not gonna take it off my head. So, you know, this guy is on there and I go on his page and he's got like six or seven, you know, um, photos up, all memes, and y'all know how I feel about that. I've made a post about that before. And I go and I realize that some of the things that he's saying is very, very reminiscent of some of the things that I spoke about with my Texas people, right? So now, you know, and I I could be wrong, you know, I could be wrong, but I don't speak about my darkness to people that don't understand it. So when you have someone that comes in and tells you that a man would have to be a living sacrifice to me in order for me to love them, right, that is absolutely true. However, how did you know that? Right. So you have to understand that just like, you know, angels know everything about you, your demons know everything about you, too. Right. So I choose not to live in darkness. So even though I'm taking my moments where I'm walking around in a fleece, Laura Ingalls nightgown that belonged to my mother, creepy. Right. But it's clean. And I'm drinking vodka with uh, ruby red grapefruit juice out of a blue, uh, a blue wine glass. OK, that's OK. Mm-hmm. Because that's my process. However. What I speak to certain people about is sacred, and it's between me and that person. Like the person that I deal with right now, our conversations never shift into the dark side. They never shift into fetishes. They never shift into anything aside from happiness, right, because he doesn't have that level of darkness that I do. So it's it's easy for me to deal with him because I, I get to be happy all the time. I don't have to deal with my bouts of darkness because he has his own darkness. He doesn't have any not yet. You know, he hasn't um, experienced things, and thank God for that. So as I'm watching this person, you know, and they comment and things like that, it just sounds very, very familiar to me. So I actually told him to tune into the show just so I could let him know that, you know, you sound very, very familiar to me. And so although I'm very flattered and honored that you listen to my show and that you comment and things like that, If you are who you say you are, my apologies, but if you're not, 
and if you're who I think that you are, then perhaps you should, it would be better suited for you to just reach out the normal people way. Because I have no more phone numbers. I have no more emails, text messages. I don't have anything. And I think that I hurt myself on purpose. I think that I stab myself in the heart every day on purpose, going back, looking at shit, reliving it in my mind so that I can stay angry, so that I can keep you the fuck away from me. Because the amount of damage that, if I, if I were to put in a big pile the amount of damage that grown men can do to grown women, it would be bigger than Job of the Hut. It would be bigger than a trash heap. And I think that it was very cowardice of, you know, my paramours in the past of certain shit that they did instead of just being honest, which is something that I've always been. And I'm accused of being harsh. I'm accused of being brash. But... I keep it real because I, I, I give zero fucks because if it's going to be me or you, I have to live. You know what I'm saying? I have to move on. I have to do what I need to do, and I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want to do anyways. And so it upsets me that I feel like any of my beloveds feel like they can't come to me and just be like, you know what? Shit was fucked up. My bad. You ain't even got to apologize. You know what I'm saying? Because the way that shit ends is always tragic. And it's funny because I remember I was telling my one paramour, I said, listen, you know this is a speeding train. You can get off at any time. He said, but I don't want to. And I said, but you know that when this ends, it's going to end very badly. Because all my shit does. Everything that I deal with, everything I touch is like a Greek fucking tragedy. And it's so funny because my son is actually reading on all the Greek gods and all that other stuff. And then, of course, I'm going to show him the Egyptian shit where they got it from, stole it from, um, after he finishes reading about all the gods and goddesses and things as such. So there's a certain level of um, respect that I have for villains throughout literature and villains throughout cinematology and everything else because something happened. So I want to make sure that people understand that, like, I didn't just wake up and start, you know, shitting on motherfuckers and eating people's faces. They have always, always, always done something to me first, and then I retaliate. So don't be mad at me because I retaliated for something. And you know what else I hate? I hate a messy man. I hate a motherfucking messy man. Oh, my God, y'all are worse than fucking females. I keep my shit tight. You will never see one of mine going and talking to another one from the None of that. And I don't talk to, you know, my dude about ex-dudes or anything like that unless it's necessary because it's, you know, it's content worthy for my show or something like that, which even that, you know, we can debt that. But for my name to come up in topic of conversation with another woman, and that's supposed to be your woman, that's wrong and that's fucking messy. You know what I mean? And I don't like that, and I don't appreciate the way that, Two of my paramours left shit and ended shit, but here I am saying right now that it it doesn't even matter. You know what I'm saying? You're insignificant. You will continue with your miserable existences, and you will continue being unhappy. You will continue being broke, and if I'm broke, I'm unhappy. I don't like to be unhappy, so I work. And so at this point in time, and I said this in my book, until a man can come and do what the fuck I do for myself, then I will continue to be the asshole that I am and, and, and continue doing grown woman, grown man shit. So until you can knock me off the throne and be able to sit beside me with your crown on, then there's no reason for me to even fucking talk to you. You understand what I'm saying? So the situation that I'm in now is healthy, and it's healthy for me because I get what I want. So if I say, come bring me a hug, I, I get a hug. That's free. That don't cost no money. 
Okay, people always assume that because I'm money hungry when it comes to my own finances that that he has to have a certain, you know what I'm saying, um, job title or something like that. I don't really give a fuck what you do. Just don't ask me for no money. If I want to pay for something, I'll pay for it. But it ain't going to be your cell phone bill. It ain't going to be none of your child support. It ain't going to be none of that shit. So in closing, I hope everyone has a happy holiday and a Merry Christmas. I'm going to do my best. I'll keep you guys updated. We're almost on 100 episodes, so I'm very excited about that. And I'm sure that, like I said before, new levels, new devils, and I think I'm just resting easy to make sure that I prepare myself for that. And I'm going to go ahead and end the show But I also feel like I wanted to let people know that, you know, this mental illness thing is not, it doesn't look the same in everybody. So you got to. You gotta understand, and you have to give people their time and give people their space. But I still feel flawless.